All right, episode 231. What if I told you that being a champion or performing at, say, an Olympic level is not as difficult as what most people think? Would you actually believe me? Well, in this episode, guys, I'm going to talk about how to be a champion in the kingdom of God. And what are the basic fundamentals? Because the thing that I believe and that I've seen in multiple areas of my life and I've studied in multiple other champions in the kingdom and even outside of the kingdom, just even athletes, because heck, I was at one time a top performer in the athletic uh, event that I was participating in in track and field that it wasn't as difficult as what most people think. It only took some fundamental basic things that needed to happen on a daily basis. Yes, you have to have the talent or some degree of talent in order to achieve say said goal and even have a desire to achieve that goal. But in the end, once you have those two things down, then it just becomes practicing the fundamentals. And I believe inside of each one of us, God has placed the talent and the desire to accomplish your assignment in the kingdom of God and become a kingdom champion. I believe that. And we're going to talk about what that looks like in this episode right now. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more in detail. We're going to take a deeper dive into what does it look like when God starts producing things through you and how does that work? How, what are the fundamentals? What are the basics that you have to have in place in order to allow God to begin to produce greater harvest, greater crop, greater fruit inside of you? Because here's the thing, the kingdom of God is not complicated. It's not something that is so far-fetched that we cannot attain it. We have to keep it simple. We have to keep it very basic. If we're not doing that, honestly, we're going to screw things up and the enemy is just going to confuse us. And I know that's not what you want. So what are the simple training blocks? What are the simple fundamentals that 
every champion, every champion in the kingdom wants to perform on a daily basis because you've got to, when you're setting a goal, when you are on a mission or when you have this thing that the Lord places inside of your heart, he actually drops inside of you a desire, a goal, a dream, then you've got to lean in daily to get that assignment. You have to lean in daily. And that daily is the quintessential. That daily thing is the most important thing. So we have to go to the basics of what am I doing on a daily basis in order to produce, in order to see God do this through me. So let's talk about some things. I I remember the story, an illustration, just a great uh, word picture. So a lot of a lot of things in the word, actually the apostle Paul uses athletes extensively to depict what he wants to show us in the word. And I, I love that because I myself was an athlete. I still think I'm an athlete today. And because I can relate to being an athlete, we see these athletes out there from the NFL, NBA, different, uh, the hockey league. We see the Olympics. We see track and field athletes. We see soccer players. We see these athletes and we can kind of take some parallels to what they do on a daily basis and kind of correlate them to, for us to be able to produce a gold medal in the kingdom, a fruit that is worthy of what the kingdom wants to produce And this is a very critical uh, thing for us to realize is that it's not complicated at all. It's probably not complicated to, actually, I, I, I believe this, it's not complicated if you are gifted with a talent, if God has gifted you with something, say as an athlete, and you're perfecting that gift, then obtaining, say, at the highest level you possibly can in that sport is not that far-fetched. It is broken down into some very simple daily things that have to be done on a consistent basis. That is a success principle to the ends of the earth right there. And so, for example, like the Green Bay Packers, if you know know any of their story, this has been used for so many years. But the Green Bay Packers back in the nineteen uh, early 1960s had a very, not a very good team at all. Well, not a very good winning streak at all. Actually, I believe the year that uh, Vince Lombardi, Coach Vince Lombardi took it over, they were like, oh, and something. I mean, I don't believe they even won a game. They might have won one game. I don't know exactly. But he took that same exact team, and the next year they actually went on to having a winning season. And I want to say the following year they might have actually won a uh, Super Bowl. Now, why is that? Well, Coach Lombardi, any coach, you can you can lump in there 
Coach John Wooden. You can uh, lump in there Coach K. You can lump in even you know my track coach that was my throwing coach. You can lump him into this. He he or she would take what is the quintessential of what are the basic things you need to do and break them down. Like Coach Lombardi took those same players. Now, these were professionals. These were men back in the day that they dedicated their life. They they dedicated their whole entire being to playing football professionally to get paid for it. So these were professionals. And he walked into the locker room the first day of spring practice and held up a football and said, gentlemen, this is a football. And he proceeded to not go into these elaborate defensive schemes or elaborate things that we are going to do offensively. No, Coach Lombardi decided we're going to back to the basics. We're going to look at how to block. We're going to look at how to tackle. We're going to look at how to catch a ball. We're going to look at how to hand hand a ball off. We're going to look at how we're going to have a three-point stance. I mean, just all these things that Coach Lombardi decided to do with these professionals. They went back to the professional side of that. Now, as an athlete, you know, you're going to have to answer a couple questions as an athlete. One thing is that you're going to have to say is, you know, I have this body, this a talented body, what am I going to do with it? And then the next question is, how far am I going to go in this sport? Well, the same question you can ask yourself as a born again believer in the kingdom of God. And I'm getting a little, a lot of this content right here from an article that uh, brother Kenneth Copeland actually wrote in the believer's voice of victory. Um, and it was, ep- uh, let's see, issue of June, 2020. I'll actually put a link in the no- uh, show notes so you can link out to this actual magazine article right here. But it says right here that as a born again, Christian, you have got to ask yourself two questions. And this is kind of comes down to the, this whole daily thing. Here's the questions. If I'm going to go for the gold in the kingdom, if I'm going to obtain this dream of mine or this thing that I feel the Lord tugging on my heart and I feel like because I'm abiding in him and I feel like that this is something that he's wanting to produce in me, then you have to do this right here. You have to ask these two questions. What, I'm gonna, what am I going to do with the Word of God? That's, that's the first thing. And then how far am I going to go with my faith? Now, you might say, I'll never go as far as you, Tyler, or I'll never go as far as you know whatever preacher or minister of the gospel out there. You, never, you might sit there and say that, but I have to help you out with changing your thinking. God did not say that he gave a whole lot more faith or a whole lot more, you know, fortitude to a certain person. God gave the same equal amount of faith. And watch this now. He gave the same equal amount of faith to every born again believer. That's actually in Romans 12 verse three. So it comes down to you. It comes down to you to actually develop your faith. 
and it depends upon the personal choices you make. So it's up to you. The responsibility goes back actually to you as you're, you know, moving forward with this whole development of your faith, because the development of your faith is really what brings the victory. I mean, it says actually in the word, it says in first John five, four, that it says our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. It's the force by which, and this is, I'm reading this actually right here from uh, brother Copeland. It says, it's the force by which we triumph over the challenges of life. So, so, so as far, so for us to finish our spiritual race as champions, we must continually practice the faith fundamentals in every area of life. And that's what champions do. That's what champions do. They practice these fundamentals on a daily basis. And because of that, it produces this abundant harvest, abundant work inside of you. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about today. So again, sorry, tag, you're it. You actually have to decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to take personal responsibility for my faith. If you go back to one of my episodes, I think it was episode 223, you have to decide to win. Well, that decision to win is also kind of coupled up with the whole entire decision that I'm going to develop. I'm taking personal responsibility for the development of my faith. And you know, what does that look like? So great question. Glass you asked. So on a daily basis, number one, you've got to realize that faith has an author and a developer. So that's one of the first things you've got to realize is that your faith has an author and developer. You're not the you're not the key to all this. Again, I go back to this whole entire thing, just abiding in the Lord, and guess what? He's going to produce it. So watch this now. It says actually in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Well, you can also translate that as he is the source of our faith and the developer of our faith. And what happens Here's what happens, okay? Here's here's maybe where you're at. Here's maybe where you're not at. But again, this is where a lot of Christians fall, or at least I, the the ones that I see that they struggle with this, all right? And and again, I'm not accusing anybody of this. I've had the same thing happen with me. But again, you you can't stop right here. So what happens is you don't give the Lord Jesus an opportunity to complete His work in you. Yeah, you heard me right. That you you kind of stop with where your salvation is. Now watch this. You receive him as your savior, but you never really make him your lord. So what happens is is they get the measure of faith. You get the, his measure of faith. But then we go about our own way. It's like we punch, the, we punch our ticket to get into heaven. We say, man, I'm great. Praise God. I'm a child of God. I'm not going to go to hell. I, I'm redeemed. I'm blood-bought. Praise the Lord. But after that, that's where it stops. And that's what happened with me is I was 
all excited whenever I got saved that, I, man, I, I'm going to heaven. I praise God. I'm going to, you know, be with my grandparents, my family and so forth like that. And I'm, I'm redeemed, but I, I kind of pushed the pause button and tried to live out my life on my own for a number of years. And it really never worked out in my benefit. Let me go back into this article. Jesus can't develop something you haven't placed into his hands. Did you hear me on that? Jesus can't develop something that you haven't placed in his hands. He can't finish something you're not paying any attention to. If you want to, I have this highlighted, this part right here. If you want to walk by faith in the fullness of his miraculous will for your life, you must make the decision to yield to his lordship. You must pay, no, excuse me, you must put him first place in your life. Make his word your final authority and endeavor 100% of the time to do everything he says to do. So let me give you an example in my own personal life. So I finally, right around the age of 16, 17 years old, I submitted my whole entire life to his lordship. And with that, a chain of events started to happen in my life. I had a goal or I had a dream. Let me put it that way. I had a dream of going to a division one school on a scholarship in track and field. I had felt the Lord change my heart about football whenever I was a young boy, a young man, and I fell out of love. I, he changed my heart so much that I stopped enjoying football, which I had played football since I was, you know, in, you know, nine or 10 years old. And here I was 16, 17 years old. And the Lord said, okay, I'm changing your enjoyment. I'm changing your heart. Now that I have control of your heart, I am changing your heart. And I turned my attention to saying, okay, my heart's changed, but I still want to go to college, Lord. And he said, I'm going to make it all happen. So I put my faith out there. Now, this is before I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about faith and how faith works. I just started to trust and believe and allow him to start leading my life. Well, flash forward, here I was doing track and field my junior year. I had a, let's just call it a very disappointing junior season and even a junior season in AAU, but God was all the while at work behind the scenes. He gave me a coach, a actually decathlon coach that had been in the Olympics in 1960 in the decathlon, and he actually started to train me as I moved forward into my June, my senior year, things started to really pick up and God started to really work inside of me through track and field. And again, it was naturally happening. It was fruit that was being produced that wasn't something that I was toiling or striving for. Then flash forward all the way to the end of the track and field season 
or the end of actually my senior year, actually the May of 1996, the Lord, the Lord did this, not Tyler. The Lord produced this fruit through me. I received what I had dreamed about or what the Lord had placed in my heart of a Division I scholarship to an out-of-state school and receiving a scholarship for that, an athletic scholarship. Now, I believe at that time I had received about three-fourths of a full ride, all right? It wasn't a full scholarship. It wasn't until I became a sophomore or maybe, yeah, sophomore that I received a full scholarship. But still, any kind of partial scholarship, any kind of anything to help me was welcomed. Well, guess, guess what? The Lord had orchestrated all that because that decathlon coach that I had met through the Lord's orchestrating was the, was the catalyst. He was the connection that got me to Coastal Carolina University. So I'm, I'm here to tell you guys that when you turn yourself, I mean, I have too many stories to tell you from that, from that point on, but moving forward, the Lord has, has been the Lord of my life. Have I done everything perfectly? Absolutely not. But I had to turn myself over to the Lord. And I had to say, and you know, here's here's just a great statement that I want to read to you from actually this article right here. It says, the, uh, Kenneth Cope is talking, he said, I got on my knees before the Lord and said, Sir, I am yours to command. And in the name of Jesus, I commit myself from this time forward to do whatever it takes to be in the best spiritual, mental, and physical condition I can be. So, gang, this is how you have victory in what you're doing on a daily basis. This is how you produce fruit on a daily basis. This is how all this kind of manifests in your life. So as a fundamental of what this looks like, we've got to go back to Mark 11, verse 22 verse, and through 24. And I'm going to read this for a little Have faith in God, for truly I say to you, that whoever says to unto this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. It, it doesn't say anywhere in there that I've got to work my guts out. This is why the, I mean, and again, I'm not against work. I, I'm, what I'm against is this spirit of self work of doing it all unto our self effort. This is what I'm against guys. We have to rid ourselves of that. This is why, again, that in order to understand this, the, the law of faith, this is number two, the law of faith is simple. Believe in your heart and say with your mouth. I mean, that's why it says in Romans 10.10 10, that for with the heart man believeth under righteousness and with the mouth confesses and his ma- confession is made and unto salvation. That whole entire, that word salvation right there, guys, 
is sozo, and it literally refers to not just the new birth of you becoming you know, a born-again Christian, but it covers everything. It covers everything that you have and possess of being made sound spiritual, spiritually, physically, financially, mentally. It, it covers all the bases. That's why the, you know, whenever Paul the Apostle wrote that in uh, Romans 10.10, 10, that these Jewish people understood that this was the whole package. This wasn't where I punch my time card, but I get the whole package. So your belief in knowing that what you want to believe and speak, of course, needs to be the Word of God. It has to be based upon that. You've got to get you know, this law of faith in the simplistic format is believe with your heart and then say with your mouth. That's really whatever you say is your faith speaking. (laughs) Did you hear me say that? Yeah. Whatever's coming out of your mouth is your faith speaking. So let me, let me read this to you. That means if you don't want something, you'd better stop saying it. Yep. And you might want to rely on the vocabulary of silence until you can fill your heart with God's word in regards to that area. This is the daily stuff, guys. I know this might be nitpicky. This might be, you know, getting all up in your business. But I mean, I'll give you, for example, I have, you know, one of my daughters, she's, uh, she's eight and she is overcoming some reading challenges. And just last night she sat there and said, I'm just not a good reader. I hate reading. I'm not good at reading. Now, based upon the law of faith, And what the Bible says, watch this now, my daughter, if she, if I just kind of said, Hey, believe what you want to believe, say what you want to say. But I had to, as a father, as knowing what I know, I had to correct her. I had to correct her words. I had to help her out and not coddle her and say, Oh, sweetheart, I know it's so tough. It's so, you know, it's so difficult. You know, I, I did give her some compassion, say, sweetheart, I understand. I understand this is not easy, but we need to change the words of your mouth to get them in line with saying the right thing. Because I said, I said to her, I said, sweetheart, you know what daddy says? And you know that based upon what you just said and is at the end of it, do you want to say, and that's just the way I like it? For example, I'm just not a good reader, and that's just the way I like it. If if you can't say, if you don't want that to be said at the very end of that, you might want to change the beginning. And sure enough, literally my daughter changed her words immediately. She totally changed her words immediately. Now, let me read this right here to you. Okay, this is actually Matthew 12, verse 33, 36, and 37. So it says, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and every idle word that 
that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy word thou shalt be justified, and by thy word you shall be condemned. So I'm going to read this right here, actually, because it's just so good. I need to read this. It says, what exactly are idle words? This is actually in the article. They're words that don't produce faith in the word of God. They're throwaway words, fear words, worry words that base are based in death, such as that embarrassed me to death, or that's just killing me, or I'm just dying to go. Things like that, guys, are going to be idle words that you've got to start to rid yourself out of your mouth. Now, you might say, well, Tyler, wait a minute. I don't really mean it when I say those kinds of things. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Satan doesn't care, guys, what you mean or or not. And I'm reading this right. He'll accuse you of what comes out of your mouth because he actually knows the Bible himself. He knows what God says about idle words and he knows his own and he knows his own words were what ruined him so he understands that satan understands that his own words actually ruined him they dethroned him and doomed him forever our idle words would have done the same to us except we've got a way out we have a redeemer praise god and we have the you know, God's throne of grace to repent of every negative and unbelieving word that we've said and bring it under the blood of Jesus and wipe it out. So if you, if you need to take a pause right now (laughs) and say, Lord, right now, every idle word, every idle word I repent of, I am turning around. I'm taking 180 degree away from every idle word in my life. And I'm no longer saying those idle words anymore. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you so much. So let me jump back into this article because it's such, I I can't help but just read because he does such a great job of actually of wording this. He says, am I saying you have to be that picky when it comes to your words? That depends. You do it. You do if you want to live as a victor, as someone that lives in victory. You do it if you're going to go for the gold. Remember, we're holding, we're training, guys. We're we're in this daily thing right here. Because the words you say are fundamental to the operation of world overcoming faith. If you're picky about your words now in the small matters of life, then the right things then the right thing is going to come out of your mouth when your words count big time. In a moment of crisis, when you're facing something major, words of faith will come out first. And what that is such an important thing because death and life are in the power of the tongue. So when you get a bad report from the doctor, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? When you have that situation squeeze you, what comes out? If there is a, say there's a pandemic that's going on out there, what's the first words that come out of your mouth? Is it, oh no, 
(laughs) Or is it, hey, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I've got angels protecting me, and they're all around me. I'll give you just a personal example from my own life again. I remember when I first learned all this, and I didn't 100% understand it, but I knew that it was the right thing to do to start to practice. Understand it came later after I saw the manifestation of this happen. So I was 20, I think I was about 24 years old, and I just learned this about the words that I was speaking. And so I knew my finances were a shamble. I was not making enough money and so forth. And some of you guys have heard the story, but I literally got a hold of, all right, I've got to make the word my final authority. So I've got to renew my mind to this on a daily basis. And so what I did is I took one verse, Philippians 4.19, and I used that verse as my confession. And I literally said that verse probably for about two, two and a half months. I don't know, maybe 10 times, maybe 20 times, maybe even sometimes 30 times a day. And it basically would go like this. I would say, and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I would sometimes sing it. I would sometimes yell it in my car. I, I, I just got aggressive with this because I need to see change in my life. Well, here's what happened. Watch this now because your first words matter whenever you run up against a situation. So lo and behold, it was, uh, it was May it was a late afternoon. It was a Friday afternoon. I remember being the last one in my office in the real estate office that I was working in because I was a uh, commercial real estate agent. And I remember checking my bank balance. And I remember dialing the number. This is before the internet was really fast. It was faster for me to dial the number uh, than actually look it up online. So I dialed the number, punched in my account that I had. And my bank account simply said, you have $19 in your bank account. Well, my lightning fast mind goes, holy cow, I've written a couple checks to pay some bills and $19 ain't going to cover it. (laughs) This was what's going on in my lightning fast mind. And notice very key guys, I said in my mind, this was going on in my mind. And I remember sitting there thinking in my mind, no words have come out of my mouth yet. That's critical. But in my mind, I'm going, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What am I going to do? You are such an idiot. What are you going to do now? But because I had been putting the word in me for at least two to three months prior to this situation, the situation squeezed me. And I remember standing up from my desk and saying, well, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And the thing was, guys, is I didn't even, I don't know what it was. It was something that just happened. I didn't sit there and go in the archives of my mind and sit there and go, okay, what, what, what was that verse that I was thinking about? Or what was that thing I was confessing? Or what was that verse in the, in the Bible? Let me go grab my Bible and go look up that verse and say that. No, 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 no. It's got squeezed. And this is what came out of my mouth. It was like automatic. It was like something that naturally got produced. And as I got naturally produced, guess what? I said, my God shall supply all of my need according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I stopped what I was doing. I went, decided, all right, I'm done. I'm packing up. I was, it was like, you know, I think it was four o'clock in the afternoon. 
And about by the time I got down to the bottom of the stairwell and headed out the door, my cell phone rang and it just so happened to be a, a lady that I had known from a previous employment that I might've been employed by them maybe three or four months prior. And she told me, she said, Hey Tyler, I was just doing some accounting things and noticed that we actually owed you money and not to get into the amount or whatever it was, but literally that money set me back on my feet. And literally that was came from how I responded to the word of God, the, that the word worked. Call it, I don't know what was going on in the spiritual. I know that my angels were probably going, you know, activating because angels are activated by the words of your mouth. And especially uh, they're watching over the word to perform it. Well, guess what? They sure did perform it right then and there. Now, some of you might sit there and go, well, the money was owed to you anyway. Well, you know what? I didn't know, but I spoke what I wanted. And guess what? It just so happened to be at that moment right then, that then and there that God produced that. Take it for what it is. Take it for what it is. So let me read this one paragraph right here in the article. It says, for such words to be the first ones you say, though your heart must be full of them. They must be in in you abundantly because you've made the quality decision to make God's word the central focus of your life. Gang, there's two things I'm going to leave with you that's going to help you with producing much fruit. Actually, three things I'm going to give you. All right? Three things I'm going to give you guys right here that's going to help you produce much fruit with this whole thing. Okay? It says in God's word, actually, in Proverbs 6, it says that the word of God or the words that God has in his word, that if you listen to them, if you meditate on them, they will actually talk to you. That's called the Holy Spirit. Again, I was having another conversation with my daughter last night and she was, I just don't hear from the Holy Spirit. I don't hear from Holy Spirit. I don't know. He doesn't talk to me. And I had to help her again, understand how that works. Well, it comes by getting into the word of God. Now, here are three things that you can do that's going to help you do that. And they're very simple. Number one, Have your quiet time in the morning with the Word of God. It can be five minutes. It can be 10 minutes. It can be 30 minutes. It can be an hour. I don't care. But somehow or another, take five minutes, slow down, and open up your Bible app or open up your physical Bible and read a proverb or go to the book of John or go to uh, the book of James and just read, and when you get something from the Word of God, when you something jumps off of the page, stop. Don't go any further. Don't pass go. <laughs> stop right there and allow the Lord to speak to you about that Word. Meditate on that Word right there. The second thing I want you to do 
is have a business meeting with Holy Spirit. When you go into your office, when you go into your about to start your potential day of work, get with the Holy Spirit for, again, five minutes, 10 minutes, and allow him say, I'm a blank slate, Holy Spirit. I'm yours to command. What would you have me do today? And allow him to speak and write down, write down a couple, you know, two to three things that he wants you to do for that day. That's your assignment for the day. That's what's going to lead to that abundant fruit being produced in your life. And then here's the last thing I would, I would recommend. And actually I, I've learned this from Kenneth Copeland or I've learned this from many other great men and women of the, uh, of the word. I'll say this right here. What's the last thing you're putting in you before you go to sleep, before you go to sleep, what's the last thing that's going in you kingdom success person? What was the last thing? Are you watching the news? Are you watching some violent movie? Can't be that guys. Trust me because trust you, you're, you're carrying that into your, to your sleep and God talks you through your sleep and you know, trust me, if you want to get the word in, let the last thing that you put in your eyes or either in your ears is something from the word of God. Build your faith muscle. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let that be the last thing that is put inside of you. And when you do that, guys, when you do that, God's word will start to talk to you. will start to give you direction and you'll start seeing this awesome life. And this is what a champion does. This is what, you know, a kingdom success champion that is living out the potential that God has got for them in the kingdom. They're maximizing this because they're doing the simple fundamentals. They're putting the word in in the morning. They're before they get their workday going. They're actually uh, getting with the Holy Spirit to make sure they've got the right agenda, not their own agenda, but the Holy Spirit's agenda for their day. And then the very last thing they're doing is guess what? They're putting the word back in. So literally you're getting it on both ends. And I promise you, the Holy Spirit will start talking to you. The Holy Spirit will start directing your steps and you'll be at the right place at the right time at the right moment. So kingdom success listener, I'm done. Here's the thing. If you want the show notes or if you want the outline for this, uh, this episode, you've got the phone number down below, click on that phone number. And if you're out of the country, um, all you have to do is we're in the U S so you can see the phone number actually down below is the plus one to recognize for uh, the U.S. You can send me a text message and I will send you the link to the outline for that. Now, the other thing, guys, is I know that um, I'm getting ready to release to you guys uh, basically a product about goal setting, all right? How to set goals God's way. And I'm pretty excited about that. That's actually coming out in the month of August. So stay tuned for that. Also, you can go and get all the other archives or, or several of the actual former episodes at McCart International backslash uh, KS episodes. You can find that there um, in the um, show notes. Actually, you can click the link down there uh, for the Kingdom Success episodes uh, website. So gang, 
Know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine hell. The spirit of breakthrough rests upon you, and gang will catch you on the other side. Yeah.